Tonight, Star Trek Picard Season 2 goes into production, a book about the Skywalkers, and we remember actress Mira Ferlan. All that and more on the sci-fi edition of Multiverse Tonight! Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. Here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 110 of Multiverse Tonight. I'm, of course, your host, Thomas Townley. Um, there's not really a lot to talk about here at the beginning of the show. There's some late-breaking news I could throw in here. Um, the live-action there's a live-action Harry Potter TV series in the works over at HBO Max, uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter. Um, it did say the conversations are in the early stages and there's no writers or talent or anything else. It's basically just, you know, they want to make a Harry Potter series. So there's that. Uh, there's also the news that just broke that the Peacock, that NBC's Peacock will be uh, the exclusive home for WWE Network content going forward, which means that the uh, network, WWE Network app will be going away here, apparently, in March. So, uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, the, the most concerning thing about that, to me, is Peacock doesn't yet, isn't yet on HBO, on, on Amazon Fire TV. So, really, you know, maybe this will be enough that Amazon will finally say, okay, and relent and get the service on Fire TV. Other than that, this this is a good thing. This is you know this actually makes things cheaper for for a lot of us. Uh, you know, rather than rather than having spent that nine ninety nine to uh, get the WWE Network, now we will just have to pay for NBC's Peacock app, and that's actually cheaper. That's actually forty nine ninety nine just for an entire year. So it's way cheaper. Um, other than that. Uh, there's nothing really going here down down home. It's today is cold and wet, and uh, you know I've just been uh, waiting around, waiting for uh, the the eventualities, especially you know getting a COVID nineteen vaccine. I you know I think we're getting close to uh, the people in you know my group, which would be you know people who work at retail stuff like that getting. Vaccines, so we're you know keeping an eye out for that. Other than that, uh, let's go ahead and start with some Star Trek news. Star Trek news uh, today begins with Star Trek Discovery and uh, what became of Saru after Discovery's third season. Now, if you you haven't watched the season, uh, you may want to skip ahead a few minutes. You know. But uh, if you don't care, then you know plow right on ahead here. Uh, what we get is a final log entry that's been revealed on the Star Trek Logs Instagram account. The log reads, quote, 
my final Starfleet log for now. I've relinquished command of the Discovery so that I may accompany Sakul to Kaminar. A difficult decision, to be sure, but I have no doubt it is the right one. Adjusting life outside the nebula will not be easy for him, especially as the repercussions of the burn become clear. I will help him acclimate, acclimate into Kaminar society, ensure he feels safe and cared for. However, long that takes, and I know I leave Discovery in excellent hands. Michael is more than a capable officer. She is my dear friend. I have no doubt she will exceed all expectations as captain. I cannot deny that I am quite eager to rediscover my home world. I am also comforted knowing that when I am ready to return to the stars, Discovery will be there. Until then. Unquote. Now, Saru is expected to return for Season 4, so it kind of begs the question whether Season 4 will take place, you know, like many, you know, months after the events of the season finale you know frankly maybe it'd be a good idea to advance their future timeline by several years so you start the new season with say you know the federation has been brought back up to say a hundred worlds you know they've managed to uh port over the discovery's spore drive system to dozens of, ve of vessels, so, you know, the need for dilithium isn't as great, you know? I think that'd be a good idea. But, uh, anyway, there was also a log put out for uh, Michael Burnham, and it forecasts what Season 4 will probably be about. Quote, One of the last before I have the privilege of calling myself Captain. I am beyond lucky, beyond grateful to be her right now. Uh, to be able to serve with this crew, this family, my new home. The burn took a toll across the galaxy. Plants cut off from each other. Loved ones separated. Too many lives lost. But we finally have the answers we need. Now we can rebuild, reconnect, heal. I'm so proud to have been a part of that. And I can't wait to see what we accomplish moving forward. It's up to all us, all of us, to leave the past behind. To step out of the darkness and into the light. I believe we can do it. We are the Federation. I believe that together we can do anything. Unquote. Yeah, I I just hope that in season four she's not the end all and be all of the Federation, which is what she's been the past three seasons. Uh, but that's just a personal dislike for the character. Anyway, let's talk about Star Trek Picard a little bit. Uh, Star Trek Picard is set to go into production next month, and apparently Sir Patrick is hard at work on the scripts. He told GoldDerby.com, quote, We are in the middle of this pandemic, but still season two of Picard is going forward. Now, he also added that uh, he's got f the first five scripts of the show and different drafts of these scripts and spends hours every day with them, unquote. The actor is also busy writing his memoirs and doing another passion project, quote, I do jigsaw puzzles. That's one of my passions. I finished The Last Supper two nights ago, and it was one of the best moments of my life. Unquote. He chuckles. Uh, he also uh, said that he's very uh, hopeful to get back to work. But he's saying, quote, But all, that, all the while inside, I know I have to work. That's what I'm here for. That's my job. I want a script in my hand. I want actors in front of me. Unquote. You know... And uh, I, I hope to see that very soon. By the way, uh, did you catch uh, 
on especially on the uh, AFC Championship game last night that uh, they had a commercial for Paramount Plus with uh, that featured uh, Christopher Pike and uh, Spock in it. So are they trying to hint that uh, when Paramount Plus launches in a couple of months that uh, the uh, Strange New Worlds show will be one of its first shows? Well, we can always hope. Anyway, uh, that takes us out of Star Trek news. Let's go on to the Star Wars news. Roger, roger. Now, Star Wars, you know, we have a big uh, congratulations here are in order to uh, James Earl Jones on his 90th birthday. You know, he's just nine years behind Betty White. So, uh, that's some good news there. Rogue One's Felicity Jones reflected on her character's final moments in an interview with The Hollywood Reporter. Now, apparently, that final scene as Andor and Jin watched the destruction coming in from the Death Star, apparently that one shot took a whole week to shoot. Felicity Jones told the reporter, quote, We shot it every single evening over a week to get the right light of sunset, to get the perfect pink light so we knew that scene inside and out by the end of the week. It was just amazing to see how it morphed and shifted and changed. We shot that film in a very visceral, naturalistic, gritty way, which I think is why so many people responded to it. I think they loved that it felt so real and had elements of the 70 Star Wars films that had that similar feel of naturalism and reality, unquote. Right now, you can see Felicity in the uh, Netflix movie Midnight Sky. A newly reformed uh, Lucasfilm Games will join the with Ubisoft's Massive Entertainment for a brand new open world game. The title is called the Division. The ti- new title will come from the Division Two, and the crew's Julian Garrity as creative director, and will use massive Snowdrop engine. However, no other details are yet forthcoming. So watch this space. Electronic Arts still has a few games on their slate, though. Uh, this even after it was announced that a new Star Trek game is coming. For, a Star Wars game is coming from a newly reformed Lucasfilm game in partnership with Ubisoft's Mess Entertainment, which we just talked about, uh, Douglas Riley, vice president of Lucasfilm Games, said in a statement that the end of the exclusivity deal with EA doesn't mean the end of Lucasfilm's work with EA. He said, quote, We're really proud of the games we have created with EA. We will continue working with them, and our relationship has never been stronger. While we may not have a lot of details to share at the moment, we've got a number of projects underway with the talented teams at EA. Lucasfilm has announced a brand new biography of the Skywalker family called Skywalker, A Family at War, written by Kristen Baver. Uh, This uh, book will examine the triumphs and tribulations of the Skywalkers by studying the movies, canon novels, comics, and other materials. The book will quote, will, will quote, this Skywalker story has everything, passion, intrigue, heroism, and dark deeds. This revelatory biography explores every twist and turn of the Skywalker dynasty. The slow seduction to the dark side of Anakin, his doomed marriage to Padme Amidala, the heroics of Lake and Lu- 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 
Luke and Leia, the fall and redemption of Han Solo and Princess Leia's son Ben, and the struggles of his dyad in the Force, Rey, leaving no stone unturned in tracing the dynasty's trials and tribulations, this definitive biography of Star Wars' first family explores and explains the deeper and more personal story of the Skywalkers, their characters, motivations, and against seemingly impossible odds, their ultimate triumph. Unquote. Now, according to the synopsis provided by DK Publishing, Baver told StarWars.com, quote, I'm so thrilled to be able to tell the, Sky the story of the Skywalkers through the lens of a biographer. From the outset, I knew I wanted to treat the family as, I, as if they were real people with compassion and empathy, while simultaneously crafting an unflinching portrait of their accomplishments and their failures. These characters are larger than life, yet so fragile and unmistakably human, and that comes into focus when you study how their actions impact the greater galaxy and their family. When I first saw Star Wars as a kid, I watched the movies over and over, always looking for something I hadn't noticed before in the storytelling. Essentially, I wrote the book. Excuse me. Essentially, I wrote the book I wish I would have had during that time, when I was hungry, to know everything I could learn about these characters. Unquote. Now, the book will uh, come out on April 6th, 2021. And now uh, we'll take a second we'll take a second to pause and we'll go on to the geek news. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code multiverse. What's the code? Multiverse. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. All right, thanks, me. Now, we start Geek News today with uh, a character that I really love. Buckaroo Banzai is coming back in a new sequel novel from Buckaroo Banzai across the 8th Dimension screenwriter, E.M. Rausch. The novel, which will be published by Dark Horse, is called Buckaroo Banzai Against the World Crime League et al., a compendium of evils. The description of the book reads, quote, Still mourning the losses of his beloved Penny, Pr Penny Pretty and his surrogate father, Professor Haikita, Bakuru Banzai must also contend with the constant threat of attack from his immortal nemesis, Hanoi Zan, ruthless leader of the World Crime League. To make matters worse, Planet Ten Warrior Queen John M. Dahl has sent her Electroid legions against Earth with a brutal ultimatum. Or is her true target Buckaroo Banzai? As the apocalyptic threats continue to mount, only Buckaroo and his Hong Kong Cavaliers stand in the way of global destruction. Or in the words of one of the movie's iconic lines, Laugh for while you can, monkey boy. Unquote. The 544-page hardcover prose novel will be released on August 10th, 2021, 37 years after Buckaroo Banzai first came to the theaters. Uh, I can't wait for that. Well, I, I hope they have an audio ab adaptation because I really don't have time to read 
but uh, I will, you know, I'm, I would love to listen to it. So, Movie shifting news. The prequel to Kingsman, The King's Man, has been moved back to August 20th. Now, it was previously supposed to be due out this March 12th. Disney has also moved the Bob's Burgers movie off the calendar for now. It had previously been set for April 9th. The horror movie Antlers now has a release date of October 29th. And Sony has announced that Ghostbusters Afterlife has again been pushed back and will now hit theaters on November 11th of 2021. And the Jared Leto movie star, uh, starring the Jared Leto starring Morbius movie will also be getting another pushback and is now set for next January. Of course, uh, these dates are, of course, subject to move your mileage may vary. Watch your local listings, etc., etc., etc. Now, some sad news. Mira Furlon has passed away this past Wednesday. Now, Mira is best known for her role of Minbari Ambassador Dlan on the 90s sci-fi series Babylon 5, and later for her role as Danielle Russo on Lost. Uh, Mira was born in the former Yugoslavia and emigrated to the United States in 1991. In 1993, she got the role of Minbari Ambassador to the Space UN that is Babylon 5. The show would have a five-year run and as well several made-for-TV movies. She also voiced the character of Silver Sable on the 90s Spider-Man the Animated Series. Now, her next big role was on the show Lost, playing Danielle Rousseau, the character that had been shipwrecked on the island 16 years before the crash of Oceanic Flight 815. Now, she had plenty of other acting credits as well. Uh, Babylon 5 creator J. Michael Straczynski eulogized Mira Best on Twitter. Now, due to its length, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to read this part to you. Quote, Mira was a good and kind woman, a stunningly talented performer, and a friend to everyone in the cast and crew of Babylon 5, and we are all devastated by the news. The cast members, with whom she was especially close since the show's end, will need room to process the this moment, so please be gentle if they are unresponsive for a time. We have been down this road too often, and it only gets harder if you are a fan of Mir's work. Fire up those special moments when she shook the heavens and relive the art she brought to her work. For any actor, that is the best tribute possible. For the work to endure. As much as this is a time to grieve, it is also a time to celebrate her life and her courage. All thoughts tonight will be on the memories she left behind, the dazzling light of her performances, the breadth of her talent, and the heart and love she shared with Goran and with all of you. With the cause of her passing, now, unquote, the cause of her passing has yet to come forward, She was, but apparently she's been unwell for quite some time. She is survived by her husband, Goran Gajic, and their son, Marco Lav Gajic. Mira Furlan was 65 years old. And that brings us to the end of the sci-fi news. Now, we're on, uh, now please check us out on social media. We're at Twitter, at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you'd like to uh, contribute some money to the show, check out some show notes, visit our Tee Public store, and much more, uh, just head over to the brand new MultiverseTonight.com. Uh, we have links where you can support us. We have uh, the affiliate marketplace and uh, so much more. Now, special thing. Now, if you're a subscriber, please be sure to share us with uh, friends and family. And if you're brand new to the show, 
please hit that subscribe button. And uh, while you're at it, you can leave us with some feedback. Let me know how we're doing. Now, special thanks to Shane Ivers for our intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Thanks for watching the sci-fi edition of Multiverse Tonight. We'll be back in two days with a brand new comic book edition and two weeks with a new sci-fi edition. Now, please, exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Sci-Fi Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half-Baked Genre Productions. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Strange new worlds, interstellar war, time travel, wormholes, positronic brains and philosophy, ethical dilemmas and social crises. I'm Glenn McDorman, host of Lower Decks, a Star Trek podcast. Join me and my friend Valerie Hoagland as we seek out new life and new civilizations, examine our own society's reflection in Star Trek's critical mirror, and invent Trek-themed cocktails, one random episode of Star Trek at a time. Listen to Lower Decks, a Star Trek podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. And come find us and our other shows on ClayTempleMedia.com. Live long and prosper.